Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those disinterested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo, it's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not gonna let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're gonna do something about it. So let's dig in. Let's dig into five common actions feeding your burnout. So 77% of people in a Deloitte research study said they've been in burnout at one time in their career. This research study was done in 2015, way before the pandemic. So burnout is not new. It might be more prevalent now, but it's not new. And good thing that there's research and case studies to provide you with some feedback in order to prevent burnout. Let's dig into five actions that you might be doing that is feeding your burnout, fueling the fire. Number one, poor morning routines. The first 15 minutes of your day, you can actually reach your subconscious, but we don't spend it doing any kind of subconscious work, do we? We grab our phones first thing in the morning and we jump into response mode. This can include checking emails, the flit, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and automatically put ourselves into disarray the rest of the day. During these 15 minutes, when you can reach the subconscious, we should be doing things to improve our life. This could be through gratitude journal, just journaling in general, what you're going to do today, things you're grateful for. It could do meditation. Give yourself some grace. You could lay there and just be thankful or wonder what type of great things will come to you today. You could have a conversation with your partner, your kids, your dog, anyone around. You could have a cup of coffee or breakfast and just watch outside and look out the window. But usually we don't go to that. So the first two hours, we can kind of set up our body for the day and fill it with the right stuff. But usually, again, we don't do that. We like to chug energy drinks or eat the birthday donuts when we get to work, or we rush, 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 and we forget to have that breakfast that we really need or we get cranky. So at the first 15 minutes, you can reach your subconscious. And the first two hours you set up the body for the day, why don't we do things differently? Certainly, it's chaotic in the morning. It's time crunch. If you're a parent, there's a lot of things to do, a lot of people that depend on you. But then maybe we need to rearrange a few things in our life. Sometimes we get a little too routine that we don't even realize we're self-destructing day after day into burnout. It's just easier to play the blame game on our employer or the stresses around us. So these are easy, controllable actions in your life that you can change in the morning. Another thing you can do in the morning to improve is movement and hydration. So your cortisol is kicked on right away in the morning. This is driven by your adrenal gland. And in episode three of the burnout prevention subscription, a naturopathic doctor breaks this down better than I could. But basically, if you can start your morning with movement and hydration, you are setting up your energy levels for the day. So when you get to the afternoon, you have the energy crash. You just want to take a nap at your desk. That's your cortisol crashing. And we don't support the adrenal gland like it needs. We just drink more coffee or caffeine drink. So if you can support movement and hydration the first two hours of your day, you might be setting yourself up better in the afternoons. The second thing that might be feeding your burnout is coping with stress. 91% of people cannot cope with stress in a healthy manner. That includes me. There's three mechanisms that we usually use to cope with stress, avoidance, denial, or displacement. 
Avoidance is basically you avoid the person, the stressor, the project. Denial is you act like it never even happened. That doesn't exist. And displacement, the most common one, is you'll lash out at someone else. The next person that walks in your office, you're going to lash out on, even though they weren't anything to do with the stressor. You might internalize it all day, and then when you get home to your family, lash out at your partner or your kids or your pets. That's the displacement. It might not even come up every day. It might come up weeks from now when you blow up over one little change, one little stressor. In episode one of the burnout subscription, we go through stress cycles. And there's three ways to remove a stress cycle. And you should try to do these daily in one form or another. And that's exercise, meditation, or positive thinking around the stressor. This helps release the stress cycle. If you don't release the stress cycle, more cycles are piling on on top of it. And someday, they'll come crashing out in an unhealthy form. Number three of the common actions feeding your burnout is body, food, fuel, fire. So when you are in burnout, your organs are on overdrive. It's just trying to function. It is in survivor mode. It is trying to keep circulation and function of what it's meant to do. But it's, since it's in the stress state constantly, it's in this overdrive. But we don't like to feel it with the good stuff when we're stressed. We like to feel it with processed foods, fast food, sugary desserts. These do not aid in organ recovery. They actually burn it down. And this was very active in manufacturing for me. At the end of the month, when it would be stressed, we're trying to get shipments out. The desserts would start showing up at the counter and be gone in an instant. People would do fast food for lunch. You would see a lot of chips out of the vending machine. It was a community effort, really, on the organ fuel fires. But now that I know what I know from our specialists in the burnout prevention, I know that I wasn't aiding my organs in a healthy recovery system. I like to visualize this as if you would have a bonfire outside and some of your neighbors come over and the bonfire is in a pit controlled and then that neighbor shows up that you don't like and suddenly you kick over the gasoline so the fire trickles out a little that gasoline's also on your shoe and you walk into the house to try to get a fire extinguisher but you literally led the fire right to your house and now the house is on fire. That's what an organ fuel fire looks like, is your organs are slightly on fire, and then you eat the processed foods, the fast foods, the sugary desserts in excessive amounts, and you basically drag it right to the home, which is your core organs, such as the liver and the heart. The other thing we like to do is, when we're stressed, we'll maybe drink some more soda or alcohol, or we'll drink more caffeine, and we're not drinking enough water. If 60% of our body is water, I don't know why we don't drink more water. I'm saying this out loud as I also say it to myself. The fourth thing that might be feeding your burnout is balance, or lack thereof, I should say. So balance means when you pick something up, an extra responsibility, an extra task, an extra life event, do you give anything else away? When I review my last six years of burnout, I added a lot of things. I counted 11. I took a high level position. I took on a lot of extra tasks during that time because if I was a high performer, I wanted to help everyone. Some things not even in the HR functions, roles and responsibilities. I also had a kid with some delays. Two years later, I had another kid, had to balance her infancy 
along with going to specialist services to get help for those disabilities. Then I had a third kid, and that's when I really started to see signs of burnout. At that time, I did not know it was burnout. I didn't change anything. I had 11 big life events in six years, and I changed nothing. I exchanged nothing. I just took on more. We need to know when to balance. Sometimes when we have loss of control in a chaotic environment, we want to be over-controlling somewhere else. And that's when we need to know it's time to rebalance. It's time to give up something, maybe not go to that party, not go to the event, not do that responsibility, not be over-responsible at work and address it in a healthier way. What I like to say for those busy bodies, because I am one of them, is just sit. It is so hard to just sit. I can sit outside and think of a million things I need to get done and landscaping and yard work. And this summer, I just didn't allow myself to do it. I allowed myself to just sit, sit and play with my kids, sit and watch them play, sit and have a coffee. No screens, no projects. Just let yourself reset. You need to welcome downtime. Downtime looks like puzzles, books, crafts, maybe a hike in the woods, sitting outside. It is not house projects. It is not watching movies and screens, which are stimulating your brain. It's a time in which you let the brain to just be. And five is the negative narrative. The fifth thing that we commonly feed our burnout on the mental collapse side is the negative narrative to our stories. We like to fill in the holes. The brain has so much input coming in that it only grabs a portion of it and we fill in the rest. So since we can only input so much and have to fill in the rest, our mind negatively thinks the rest of the variables. And this is a way to keep us safe. So if you see someone, maybe a mom that's yelling at her kid in the parking lot, you might start filling that story. You'll take in a couple of facts and fill in the rest. Trust in the facts of the situation. And know when you're filling in the narratives with the negative. I want to give you an example of this. In winter of the pandemic, not a lot of people were traveling or allowed to travel and Disney reopened. And there was a family that I knew from way back when, and they went to Disney and they were posting all these pictures on social media. And then shortly after that, they went on another vacation to the beach. And I was thinking to myself the whole time that they're not following the rules. And who are they to do that? And it must be nice to be able to go on vacation and everything else you can think of. In April, I saw a photo of her holding her husband's hand in the hospital in which she passed away from cancer. See, they didn't share the cancer story in social media, just a vacation. And then I got it. I understood the negative narrative that we fill the stories in her head. See, I filled the whole story of their vacations with whatever perception and anger of my own reflection into her pictures. And I caused an unnecessary stressor in my life. And I didn't realize that until I saw the picture of her husband and realized they were going on vacation because he was dying because there was no time left. I'm going to ask you, what negative narratives are you telling yourself about family members, about friends, about coworkers? If I would ask you, if I would call you up and you would tell me the story and I would say, is that true? Can you prove to me that that is true? Would you be able to? Sure, you would be able to tell me some things. 
But are they facts? Are they just your perception of the reality? Are they just so that your ego wins? Beware of the ego. The ego can be a friend and push you out of your limits, but the ego, the ego can be such an enemy as well. Because when it wants to be stroked, it will. And it does that through your thoughts. So beware of the five actions feeding your burnout. Because if we can change one thing in each area, you're moving back to energy. If you can change one thing in your morning, I would say change the screens. Don't allow yourself to pick up the phone. Make it disappear. If you want to cope with stress, I want you to pick up exercising, meditation, or positive thinking. Or realize when you're doing the unhealthy habits. If you want to change how you feel your organs, look up on Google, look up on YouTube, or grab up the burnout prevention subscription and start feeling your organs with the good stuff and put out the bonfire that's leading to the house. Because once it gets to the house, it ain't pretty. Trust it from a burnout survivor. Physical collapse of your organs is not pretty. Balance. What can you give up? What shouldn't you be doing? And how will you reset? And then number five, the negative narrative. How can you change the story and narratives that you are telling yourself into a positive? You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgeries. Come join a holistic community specializing in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10, get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely, lonely journey. I want you to know you are not alone. I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today. See you soon.